Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I've always wanted to help the audience take their soul to the next level, so I've partnered with Mind Valley and other amazing free courses on spirituality, mind, body, soul, longevity, wealth, and so much more. All you need to do is go to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Well, in this episode, we welcome back Sheila Gillette, who is the channeler of Theo. And Sheila's last episode was extremely well received by by you guys, so I had to have her back by popular demand. And when we channeled Theo live on this episode, he did not disappoint. I asked him some extremely difficult questions, and he, without a blink, was able to answer them in a very, very profound way. So let's dive in. I'd like to welcome back to the show, returning champion, Sheila Gillette. How are you doing, Sheila? Hi, Alex. Returning champion. All right. <laughs> I don't think I've gotten that before. That's great. <laughs> it's been, it, it, I had such a fun time talking to you and Theo last time you were on the show, and people have really, really loved our conversation from last time. So I'm so glad that we booked this. I think we booked this right away. We had such a good time last time. We're like, we got to do this again. Yeah, let's I get so it in the books. Our time. Yes, yeah, so yeah, we had fun. So, um, and I was just telling you that I, I was watching you uh, on, on the new uh, documentary series on Gaia about channeling, which you're yeah. doing beautiful. They, they shot you beautifully. Theo's there. It's, it's, it's such a wonderful series. Uh, it is. It is. They've done a really nice job with it. And they're putting out that kind of information. It's like, I, I can't even imagine five years ago that even coming out or 10 years ago, even coming <laughs> for you. I could only imagine since you've been doing this for a few minutes now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, changed. you know, it's wonderful to see it come full circle kind of, so to speak. And it's just expanding. And as we spoke about before, this is the consciousness shift we're talking about. And people are interested in the subject because they're experiencing their own personal experiences metaphysically mm-hmm. or psychically, and they want to know more. So I love seeing this expansion because this Theo talked to me about this decades ago. Uh, this would be happening. So it's really affirming to see these waves of awakening, if you would, happening as they are now, it's exponential. Now, I wanted to, since I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the past channels that have come before you, uh, like Seth and Edgar Casey, and these kind of pioneers in this space of channeling. And you also are one of those pioneers that came in a little, uh, I think a little bit, past. Seth was around before, Seth was before you, correct? Seth, yeah, a few years, yeah. Seth uh, came through, I think, in the mid-60s. Mm-hmm. 
I think. And I had my near-death experience in 1969. So I I was I was of the 70s generation. <laughs> <laughs> the 70s generation of, of channelers. Yeah. What it's what I find fascinating going looking back, and I've I, you know, I've read a bunch of Edgar Casey's work and and uh and Ra and and Seth and, and these these channeled works. It, it it seems like these these beings uh, that are trying to send this information. There's constant uh, as as much as I keep talking to different channels and different reading different materials. There's a thread, a constant thread of similar ideas, similar concepts that are truth that might be painted slightly different depending on the perspective. But the truth is the truth, and they're truly trying to elevate us. But I can only imagine someone like Edgar Casey's time. For God's sakes, can you imagine? I mean, yeah. he he was one step away from being burned at the stake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, there had been over centuries, actually. You know, God didn't stop talking to us. You know, as God has always been, Spirit has always been talking to us and through us for centuries. But it's been an evolving consciousness that's happening. But also, we're now in this higher frequency state that we call the fifth dimensionary state, which is has exponential growth in people's awakening, people experiencing, because we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So the third dimension was much denser frequencies and vibrations. So there were a few people that connected, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the, the teachers that have come before in the sense of religion as well, that were messengers. So this is just a time of, of tremendous expansion. You know, if you think about the evolution of technology, oh. it, it, how it's just happened last hundred years or less. Uh, and that's what we're talking about. We're ready for this expanded technology, if you would, um, because the vibrations and the frequencies are so more refined maybe is a good way to put it. Um, our physical energy, our physical vibrations are less dense. Theo said in this time we would be able to, uh, you know, see through the veils of our multidimensionality, if you would, to know more. So it's it's an interesting time to be alive. They say, Theo says, there's... Uh, there's never been any consciousness shift like this ever in human experience. And we've all chosen to be here to experience it. And a part of the chaos we're seeing in our world is a part of that. Because all those other foundations of the way we were thinking, the foundations or structures on our planet have to change as well. And they are changing. Political structures, financial structures, business you know, it's all evolving. Just like I said, look at what's happened. My mom lived almost to be 100. And I thought about her life. You know, when she was, 
she was born, you know, she saw cars, planes, planes, you know, technology, television, I mean, radio. Yeah. It just in her life, the amount of change that happened and in our lives as well. You know, when you think here we are on the internet, right? When I started doing this work, we didn't have the internet. It was it may have been a glimmer glimmer in uh, Al Gore's mind, but <laughs> we didn't have it. And we didn't have home computers. You know, when I when I met with people, I met with them in person. I would travel to different states and work with people. And then I do private sessions on the telephone. And I would create cassette tapes of the sessions and mail them to the client because that's what we had. Then I had a digital recorder. And the, and now here we are. We're talking like we see each other. We're talking. We're, we're in the this time, this moment, wherever we are. Mm-hmm. living wherever we have our offices. So it's a spectacular shift. And it's just been in the last few years. But yeah. we take it so for granted. Every time I I get to do this, I just get God bumps and think of how miraculous this is that we can do this. Yeah. And- there was an old comedian who said that, you know, it's amazing how we take things for granted. Like, we're in an airplane and the internet goes down on the airplane and people are like, oh, the internet's down. And he's like, are you, we're flying through the air. (laughs) What is wrong? I saw that. I saw that. It was hysterical. And it's really true, isn't it? It it is. It's really true. You're sitting in a chair in the air, you know, flying 2000 miles that used to take six, eight months of travel for you to get to a destination. And now you could do it in a few hours. It's, it is, it is fascinating. And just in my lifetime, you know, I was, I was, I was a child of the seventies from that point to, to the point where you are now is, oh my God, so much technology. And it's really interesting if you look at it, that we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Throughout recorded human history, at least the recorded human history that we acknowledge the last 6,000 years or so, yeah, um, yeah, there's probably a few things older. But just even in this last 6,000 years, we were using stone tools and you know all that kind of stuff. And in the last 130 years, 140 years, the amount of technology that has been created is so it is so insane that when you're saying earlier that we were more ready for it because can you imagine giving the you know the kind of weapons let's say we have to five six hundred years ago it would have been a disaster it's a disaster now by the way with weapons but anyway but just in general like technologies they wouldn't even know what to do their their concepts of of the technology wouldn't be allowed, just they couldn't grasp it. They weren't ready for it. Just like this information that you and I are talking about today and having Theo channel live to 
you know, tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of people around the world before that conversation, you were, you would have been burned at the stake. I would have been, I would have either been burnt at the stake or I've been, I would have been shunned because I was a male. Uh, I didn't know about many males that were burned at the stakes, but you know what I mean back in those days, but I do not. So it's so fascinating. Now this information is so more openly talked about. And, and I tell you, every time I run into somebody who is at, I tell them what I'm doing now. They're like, so what is channeling or what is that surprising, isn't it? It's to and, hear that. And I, by the way, I have conversations with people in Hollywood who are big time people in Hollywood who publicly would never ever say anything like this, but privately they just like talk to me for two or three hours about these concepts. And they're like, I can't talk to anybody else about this. This is so wonderful just to have this open dialogue about the fabric of reality and why we're here and all these other concepts that are so far beyond the dogmas of religion that has been kind of thrown upon us for the last you know thousands of years. Um, oh yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. It really, and I'm sure you get that as well. You probably much more than I do. <laughs> well, what's interesting to me when I started, people if they did talk about it, it was like. You, you know, and and it wasn't openly discussed like now on TV and movies, it's spoken of. You can sit in a restaurant and overhear conversations of people talking about having psychic experiences or going to to see somebody yeah. like myself. Um, and and I think it's wonderful, really, because it opens so much up to people to know that we're more than this physical body, you know, that, that we just chose this physical body, this earth suit to navigate the planet, but, but our soul is much bigger than that. And it's eternal. And this is a point in, I'm going to use the word time, but linear time of experiencing emotions in human life. But this is one choice. This is just one choice of, as Theo teaches us, billions of choices that a soul could make. The earth is just one. And for some, that's even shocking because we have this myopic view but that this is all there is. Also egotistical, and, also egotistical view. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you just look at the pictures from space, we can know that that's not true. I mean, it's it's just amazing what technology has brought us, particularly because they did the space program. So much has come from that. And I remember talking to this elderly woman one time, and this is after I had my near-death experience. And my children's father and I, we moved to the mountains in Colorado, and this lady, this was right after they did the, the launch and did the moonwalk. Mm -hmm. 69, and, yeah, 69. Yeah, and she said, she, she was just chatting, and she said, you know, she must have been at least in her mid to late 80s. She was quite elderly. Mm -hmm. And she said, I know why they want to go to the moon. 
because she'd seen a movie where a guy went to the moon and there were all these pretty women fanning him with fans and feeding him grapes. And I thought, wow, this is, but this is the perception of that time to, for us to walk on the moon, you know, but since then, that's when all the technology stuff started just exploding. It exploding. And even the things that we take for granted in our houses now, you know, that we didn't have before, microwaves and, you know, the the way we cook, the way we live, um, it just is exploding. It's really yeah. remarkable. And even when, when they went to the moon, it changed the, the, the foundational zeitgeist of the humanity. It was, it was a belief that it could never be done. It wasn't possible. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a thing. But when that happened, then that opened up a lot of ideas, a lot of thoughts about, well, if we can go to the moon, maybe can we go to Mars? And if we can go to Mars, is there other things out there? And then now all these images coming back from deep space and the more they find out about space and the more they keep, they like, oh, wait a minute. I think at the beginning, at the center of every galaxy, there's a black hole. Oh, that was a concept that Ra was talking about. The channeled works of Ra was talking about in the eighties. And now they're just like, yeah, there was, there's really a black hole and we're seeing that now. And there's multiple Goldilocks planets that we can even perceive from this distance. And it's just a like even astrophysicists are saying it's a lot of it's a waste of space if we're the only ones. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a, and you know people talking about being fearful of aliens and UFOs and things. You know, if they're smart enough to get here, they're much smarter than we are. So it's um, it it's just we've we've just lived in this kind of bubble that now is expanding. I mean, the, the the awareness is now expanding because of the experiences people are having and well, they want to know more. But also the, that expansion is scary for a lot of people because now what was rock solid in their minds is being challenged. And not just being challenged by one or two people, but being challenged by society now. And a lot of these challenges are what's causing all this uprising and like, no, no, wait a minute. No, no. We want to hold back to the old ways or no, I can't believe that. And this, it's, it, there's a big, just a big jump of stuff happening all over the place. And people's foundational beliefs are being challenged in a very, very big way. And they're, they don't know what to do. So again, you could either get angry and fight, or you can be curious and open yourself up to other ideas and that's who comes and listens to the show, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of the main messages that Theo gives us is remain curious. Remain curious. And, you know, I haven't yeah. heard. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. no. What, would you, what I, would you comment? I haven't heard a channeler. I haven't met one yet, nor have I heard of one. Maybe you have. That does not say or does not preach the idea of love that we are not this physical being that th th these, the basic concepts of what Jesus taught for God's sakes, you know, these basic concepts, I've never heard of one going, you need to be more selfish. The key to life, 
the key to life is the physical indulgence. Like I've never that that those, those things don't come through in a public way. At least, have you ever heard of those kind of messages coming through a, a channel? And if they did, mm. did they get any publicity out of it? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. No, but but I have heard of some conspiratorial stuff in the most recent years coming through mm. that um, not necessarily don't love each other, not those kinds of messages, but just stuff that just isn't true. Right. And and that, to your point, if the for me, if the messages are coherent. They may be used different words, but the message itself, the basics, are there's a co- coherence to it with the the love vibe, let's say. Right. Then I would say believe it, because you know, if 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 there's a message coming through now, I believe it's here for our highest good, I would say, I don't know what the percentage is, but I I would say that you can feel the difference. We all have a barometer in us when we hear the truth. Mm -hmm. And truth can be said, to your point earlier, in different words, in different ways, but there's a consistency in that truth. And that's what I would look for. With any teacher or anybody you're you're get, getting information from, you know, because Theo often says it would be a really boring life and a boring place if we only had one book to read and if we only had one song or if we only had one movie, you know, that that there are different messengers to come forth creatively so that we can all understand because somebody that might listen to Theo and prefer to hear the message from somebody else. Um, Mm -hmm. That's okay. Different flavors. Yeah. Yeah. To, to my point about it would be really boring to only have one book. (laughs) (laughs) No, there is a, there's an idea that, I know Theo's talked about before, and and this is a concept that's been talked about a lot. Is uh, that we are we are all one. We are all part of the Creator, the Source, and that the Source has put us out to experience, uh, have different experiences, so he can or he or it uh, has a better understanding of who it is uh, in the way of our evolution through these experiences, negative and positively charged. Um, I came up with this idea. I was like, are we the algorithm of God? Because an algorithm is unpredictable. It has its it has free will within guardrails that have been put up by the creator. So if we use that as an analogy, that means we we all have free will and we can go either way we want, but there's probability on which ways we think it's gonna go. But sometimes it surprises us as an algorithm. So is that a, just a nice analogy of what we all are in the universe, like giant algorithms for the source to figure out and discover things. It's an interesting concept. And I think now with all the technology and everybody's 
um, being more aware of technology, it's a different way of describing it, but why not? You know, <laughs> it's it can make a lot of sense to a lot of people. I'm not technologically that well-versed, uh, but I even get what you just said. <laughs> well, and then that's good. That's good. Because you know the basics yeah. of what an algorithm is. So that's, yes. if you understand that concept, it's just an idea for people to really grasp that idea because it just, when I, when it, that, that idea came to me the other day, I was like, are we the algorithm of God? And as if that, and if that is the case, that makes so much more sense to me um, because we perform mm -hmm. very similarly to an algorithm in the sense of, again, with parameters and we have karma, we have, you know, there's certain parameters that we have placed with in, in this life. But anyway, it's just a, a fun idea. I just wanted to throw that at you. <laughs> and then you could ask the question, are we artificial intelligence? <laughs> well, there's that whole, that's a, that's a whole other conversation. And I know, I and know. AI, so I, look, what's happening with AI right now, it's, it's very much in the news right now and it's out there and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the tools that are being created in AI right now that are publicly being thrown out there, mm -hmm. it's just baffling. And you see what they're doing right now. And I go, oh my God, in five years, this thing is going to be, I mean, everyone's going to be, it's going to be writing books. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be painting. Well, they've already shown that it can, you know, what is it that Chat is it called? Chat? Yeah, Chat. Yeah, uh, Chat. J, J, JFT. Yeah, of course, technical guys yeah. named it. Yeah. Chat JFT or JFBT. Whatever that thing is, it's Open AI's text writing thing. But then I just saw Dolly AI, which is they. You type in draw a painting of Sheila channeling Theo wearing a purple dress uh, while riding a unicorn, and it will paint that for you in four different paintings. And oh, in Van Gogh style. It's my, I did it just for fun, mind blowing. So you could see where these tools are going to go and it's going to alleviate a lot of, of time consuming things for us as a society, just so then we have even more time to think about the meaning of life. I hope <laughs> kind of like what Socrates and Plato were doing back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, who knows? Who knows where it's going to go? I mean, it, and again, it's what Theo talks about. There's going to be continual momentum of innovation happening. Mm -hmm. And it's how we navigate it and work with it that's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, since you've brought Theo up, is Theo, yeah. is Theo available for a, a session today? I'd love to ask him some interesting questions. I've been working on a list of questions over the last week. Hopefully, he you know, the interesting questions I don't think he's been asked before. So I'd love to see if we can uh, do that for the audience. Sure. Be happy to. Appreciate it, my dear. Here we go. It is the beginning, is it not? It is. We are appreciative of the opportunity to be of service unto you. My first question, Theo, is how does the power of prayer work? Intention. So know that you are creative beings placing with intention and prayer has love in it. 
or you wouldn't pray for another or for self. So in a prayer is an ask, but it's also a focus of love, which has momentum in the energetic fields to produce an outcome. However, depending upon what you're praying for, a prayer could just be a wish unless you decide for what you're praying for and are receptive to the outcome of it. Fair enough. What happens to a soul when it, it commits suicide? Every death is a suicide because the soul chooses to leave. We know that shocks most when we say this, but no, every soul will have its own way out, whatever that is. Whether it's by what you call suicide, which is misunderstood by many because one cannot understand why another would in their lives, but you don't know what you don't know. You're looking at them through the lenses you see yourself. So there is in each relinquishment or of the physical a process that occurs of evaluation of the life and what has been learned there. So that's what we would say, whether it's a suicide or any other way of leaving the physical. We do not speak of birth to death. We speak of birth to birth. For you birth into, energetically into your physical body. And when you leave, you birth into, once again, your multidimensional essence, your eternal soul. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. So it's not a death. Energy is constant, only form changes. From the spiritual point of view, what is the quantum field? From a spiritual point of view, the quantum field is energy. It has no spirituality in it. It's like electricity. We would be asking if electricity had a spiritual point of view. It does not. It has a conduit that harnesses it, that's put in your home or in the world or an office building to be utilized by humanity. But it, in and of itself, it is not a spiritual essence. It's a tool, isn't it? Well, then how and so the quantum field does not decide whether what you want in your life is good or bad. It just aligns with the energetics 
to assist its creation. It does not discern what you're asking for, in other words. So then how do we access the quantum field? It's all around you, just like electricity. And you are the conduit with your thoughts and your visions and your emotions. And then this energy aligns with that to bring forth an outcome that is desired. So it's a co-create it's kind of like a co-creation. Yes, it's a tool, actually. Well then what is quantum entanglement? That's an energy way. Speaking of quantum entanglement, you're talking about people, aren't you? Yes. So that's energy entangling on all levels of how one expresses the energy in human experience and having quite a bit to do with emotions. What is the law of one? It is the oneness of all, the connectivity that you have to every living thing. But is that law of one the one that uh, is discussed in regards to the densities of the experience of, of consciousness? It can be, yes. Okay. Can you explain the vibrational polarities of the energy centers of the body? You're speaking of the chakra system. Correct. Yes. And so the chakra system is, let's call it the electrical conduits of energy, your soul energy in the body. And when spinning all in synchronicity maintains an optimum balance. When it does not, then you're out of balance. So paying attention to what you're doing, eating, sleeping, exercising, all the good health habits, hydration, all of these things assist in maintaining the balance of the chakra system or the electrical system of the body. Well, then what is the, what is the a kundalini awakening that I've heard that goes through the chakra system? The kundalini awakening is, is an up-leveling of your vibrational frequency. So as the energies become less dense, you can feel this surge of energy that goes through the body. It could be feel, felt as electricity. It would be a buzzing sensation in all your cells. But specifically through the creative center, which is your center of sexuality or creation itself, yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. What is your definition of intuition? Intuition is felt in the human experience because you have a body and you are a sentient being, meaning your body is the uh, has the ability through all its senses to feel intuition. 
gut feeling, body sensations, guidance messages that are heard in the inner mind, visions, clairvoyance. All of these experiences are done through the physical body. That's why it's so interesting for a soul to have a human experience, to feel all those sensations. Do we all have the ability to channel? You all do channel. It depends on whatever form the energy and passion you use your soul energy in. The artist is a channeler of the art. The composer, the musician, the, the book writer, all of these things are channeling experiences. Yes? They are. But where, do, where does that come from? I understand you're channeling, you know, Sheila's channeling Theo, the, the, the entities uh, called Theo. But when you're channeling music or channeling art or channeling writing or channeling math or physics or these kind of things where does that where is that coming from is it the ether oh, coming from the source of energy of creativity and does do certain ideas have their time and place to come through they do so that's why in the last 100, 120 years, so much advancements have been done in technology and art and many other uh, disciplines around the world. Yes, if you couldn't think about your computer systems, when they all came through, the home computers, they were coming through many people. Came through Stephen Jobs, Bill Gates, same timing. Yes. And they were open conduits for this energy to be channeled through them to be created. Is that why now there is so much more openness to these messages, these ideas, these conversations that you and I are having right now? Why it's time for this openness is the fifth dimensionary energy, which is an evolved consciousness that then allows for the individual to have the ability to receive not being blocked from a belief that it cannot be done. So it's refined, or let's say you broaden the aperture of possibility. Got it. Okay. What is deja vu? Remembering. Remembering what exactly? If you've never been to that As place. we stated earlier, the veils between your multidimensionality are very thin now. So it's used typically a remembrance of something from before that you've experienced. And what are archangels? Supervisors. <laughs> Can you elaborate? We can. You as humans know about hierarchy in, let's say, corporations. Mm -hmm. 
So if you think about the billions of angelic beings, the seraphim and many others, the archangels are supervisory over those different legions of angels. And as messengers or teachers of the word of source or God. And have they always been or have they evolved to that point? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. They have always been. And how do we connect to our higher selves? You're, you do connect. It's just knowing it's possible. Every time you go within and ask a question and feel a feeling or an answer, you've connected. And you can call it your higher self, your higher power, your intuition. Many words could be used. When a, when a soul decides to leave uh, this, earth, this earthly experience, uh, do the near-death experiences that have become so popular over the last 30 or 40 years, uh, is it, are they accurate representations of what is happening on the other side? To some degree, because it's the perception of the person having it. Each person in their own experience will experience what they experience. There may be consistencies in it, but it has to do with their belief systems as well, of what they can accept. We find it amusing that you say near-death experience have become popular. Mm -hmm. Why? It's just the stories about them that have become popular. Correct. The story of the, the information is getting out there more, so it's become more and more accepted. Uh, yes. And Even by those who don't believe in them. Correct, because there's a curiosity about all of it. Yes. Um, what is your definition of living a good life? The good life lived by you is the fulfillment that your soul's desires are met. What is your definition of God? Solid state of unconditional love. What is the ultimate purpose of life? Life. Can you elaborate? Life is the purpose. What most people say is, what's my purpose? What they want to know is where can they express their life energy passionately. Yeah. So you've achieved purpose by entering the physical body, by life itself. And life itself is always wanting more life lived through you and for you. That's why you keep creating and being interested and and it's life emerging more, wanting more life. Yes? Yes. And finally, do you have any uh, um, any message that you would like to leave the audience with? 
know that you are more than you think you are. And if you could see yourselves as we see you, there would be no discontent. There would be only love. Thank you so much for this time. I appreciate it, Theo. We are appreciative of the opportunity to serve God's love unto you. Thank you. Good day. Good day. <laughs> that doesn't Hi, get Alex. old. That doesn't get old. <laughs> no. <laughs> it doesn't get old. Remind me, Sheila, do you rem you do remember? What's going on, or do you get pushed aside? You know, I don't consciously remember everything or the the questions. There'll be little bits and pieces that I remember. But if you were to discuss it with me, it'd be, oh, yeah, I know that. Or if I would listen to the your your the recording, i I would be like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's kind of but like it's not I don't come out going, oh well, they said this, this, and this, you know, all of that kind of thing. It's almost like a dream state. Like you kind of remember the dream, but if you're if it was told to you again, it's you're like, like a lucid dream. It's right. a, kind of like a lucid dream. You know what's going on mm -hmm. and words are being spoken, but I don't remember it all. Well, I asked Theo uh, some very difficult questions and uh with with the uh he i say he for lack of a better word because his name yeah, is Theo. That's uh, um he really uh, he didn't hesitate you know where other they never do they never do they don't uh -huh. they don't hesitate i mean i the one the one really difficult question i asked was about suicide what happens and just like that it they just like is this 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 and this and i go know shocking but this is what's happening and she's very a matter of fact I, I realize now because we were talking about ai earlier when you yeah. ask ai questions it goes straight to the point it does not hesitate it's very similar to talking to theo oh, yeah because because he'll, they'll answer a question and sometimes it'll be a short answer sometimes it'll be a long elaborate question or answer but sometimes I'm like elaborate can you do you might can you can you elaborate yes and and it's the same thing with AI you ask it a question it will give you an answer you're like can you go a little deeper in that sure and it keeps going so yeah. I was just remember yeah. I just saw the <laughs> the the very similar energy uh, of the answer question and answer process with with Theo specifically with Theo. Uh, is just a yeah. very straight to the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. And, you know, to your point is you can ask for more information. And that's what my husband Marcus is so good at when we do our programs and so forth. If a question is asked, he's so intuitive. He knows that they'll give more and he'll say he'll ask another question to to broaden the answer or say, could you say more about that? And they will. They you know, if, they do. They do. Yeah. And yeah. I I discovered, I think you didn't mention this in our first interview, but I discovered in that channeling documentary that you were prepped for Theo by another entity. Yes. You yes. You never mentioned Orlo. that before. Can you talk a little bit yeah. about that? Because I don't think we ever spoke about that in the first interview. Yeah. The first spokesman that came through was an entity called Orlos, O-R-L-O-S. Very soft-spoken, almost whisper, and gentle and kind, and told me that my body was being prepared for higher teachers. 
that there was an adjustment energetically for this ability to have them come directly through me. And so that was a couple of ye- about two years. Um, and did, you do readings? did you do readings with Orla? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I did groups. And then I was in Seattle doing a group, working with a group of people. And Orla said, it's time, time to leave. The higher teachers are here. And Theo came in. Oh, my gosh. The power. I mean, and loud, really loud. Loud in your head or loud v- verbally? Verbally. I, in me, to me, I felt the power in my body. Um, but the people in the room were like, whoa, what was that? And they came in and they said, we'll be known by the name Theo. We're 12 archangels. Uh, we will not identify individually because it's the message we want you to hear and the you know it's not about the messenger and uh they told me to look up the word theo in the dictionary they uh, i mean they just gave a lot of information but they sounded to your point of ai very computer like very unemotional they've blended with my energy enough now they sound more human but when they first came through and then people would say well what accent is it where are they from well we asked that question and the the answer was it's not a specific accent and it used to be much stronger it's not a, a specific accent because they come through the vibrational frequencies of our planet our atmosphere our world and it's a blending of all language and a blending of all sound that it comes out like that we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor and now back to the show and so a lot of people in you know years ago they would they would say, oh, it sounds German. Oh, it sounds Indian. Oh, it's a, you know, but it, what it was however they were hearing the message that resonated in their, the way they heard it. But they said there's no actual specific accent to a specific place. It's all about the vibrations that they come through and enter my body and use the vocal cords to come out. And that purpose in that prepping period was kind of like priming the machine to handle the electrical voltage that was coming in essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if not, you'll blow. <laughs> well, it was, you know, the only way I can describe to people, how does it feel? It's like sticking your finger in a two twenty outlet. I mean, you, it doesn't look like that, but it's a huge electrical but, you, but you're good with it now. But now you're, you're you're. Oh yeah, yeah. But in the beginning, and when that first happened, for about the first week that they came in, you know, when you hit your elbow, yeah. how that feels, how oh. uncomfortable that is. My whole upper body felt like that. Oh my god. And I and I said, if this is continues, I can't do this because it just it was so uncomfortable in my nervous system. And they said, oh no, no, now we're just. Adjusting 
Yeah. <laughs> and they have. And there there have been a few times over the years where there's been another adjustment. Because they they just keep fine tuning, <laughs> fine tuning my body for a greater ease of communication. Does Theo or the the um, the group that identifies as Theo do they channel through others under other names? As far as the knowledge is concerned, or the source energy is concerned, they say not. They say not. So th- these group, this yeah. group is just yours, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, mine and yours, and obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're the, you're the uh, entry point. You're the doorway. Yeah, you're, you're, I'm you're, just the megaphone. You're the Chronicles of Narnia. You go right through the wardrobe, right <laughs> to the other side. I I wonder. I wanted to ask you because I mean the the, the messages that come out through Theo are so profound, but through your work over the over the decades that you've been doing this, have you ever has the message ever been lost? because people are just more fascinated with how it's happening rather than the message coming out, especially at the beginning, because it would be kind of, it's a little bit more acceptable now, but I imagine at the beginning, and, and by the way, it's still not by any stretch completely normal, not normal, but uh, accepted widely today, but more now than ever before. But I'd imagine right. the first times it would be kind of like, they would just be in awe of it and almost just kind of like focused on what was happening as opposed to the message that was coming out. Yeah, there, yes. And um, as we've been able to receive the messages, they've gotten broader and deeper. You know, as we're ready to make the changes psychologically, emotionally, and intellectually, the, the, the more curious we remain in our asking the more information they give us. So yeah, it was very rudimentary. Well, maybe that's not even the right word in the beginning. And most people wanted to know, like psychic readings, more future, what's going to happen to me? Am I am I going to move to Florida? Am I, you know, <laughs> all of those things that naturally are part of our human life sure. and curiosities, sure. but has gone from those first initial asking and a lot of asking about uh, deceased loved ones because it's so healing, you know, when they get them, when people get a message. And they, um, and they got messages of, of, of loved ones yes. as well? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you did that. But what was interesting for me is the different things in a global sense. Like I got information about Watergate two years before it was public. And I got to tell you, shocking. I mean, because 16 16 years later, I met John Ehrlichman, who confirmed everything that I'd gotten. So it's it's been a fascinating ride, you might say, of prophecy that now I've borne witness to for several decades. And so I just trust so much more, well, not more now, but, you know, because of all that confirmation, all that knowledge, all that affirming of the information, it's just like, oh, yeah, this, doing this with you today is another one, because they said this would be happening right in the early times of the 70s, that we would be communicating like this. 
and that this kind of information would be more widely accepted because of media and because of the ability to to communicate in these ways. And, you know, I had no um, evidence in my life about that being possible mm. other than all of the other things that they have they had said that kept being affirmed every day. And, and, and so I just went, oh, okay, and, and here we are. You know, here we are doing it. So you you mentioned that as we've kind of grown psychologically and spiritually and kind of awakened more, the veil the th- is becoming thinner and thinner. Is that why, and I'm asking this question for people listening, but is that why like when a Jesus or a Buddha or, a, you know, a Babaji or Yogananda, there's so many different masters who walk the earth, they only were able to teach to a certain level very basic ideas because the consciousness of the people around them, they couldn't, can you imagine during Jesus's time going, so there's a chakra system. And then can you imagine he would have been burned at the stake too, probably. And he was, well, obviously he was crucified. Yeah. I mean, it didn't go too far from that, obviously. So, I mean, because his ideas were so out there at that time. And even then you look back at the, the basic teachings are these basic truths that we all understand and we take for granted today, but, he couldn't go farther, let's say Jesus or even Buddha. They they couldn't go deep. Well, that was also the density of the energy at the time, too. You know, right. our energies are so much more refined now. Um, right. So, yeah, it was our our ability to receive the information was limited. And do you uh, you were mentioning that you've seen so many kind of prophecies happen? Is there anything mm-hmm. that Theo has said? I don't think I've ever even asked you this. Am I moving to Florida? No, I'm joking. Uh, but <laughs> no, but is there oh. any? <laughs> thank you. You see, you're right. I knew you were right. But in the but is there any broad brush strokes of things like, hey, you're going to be talking through the internet and this information? Is there any big things like that that Theo has said uh, in the past? Now you know, yes, and we're living them right now. Um, in my first book, The Fifth Dimension, mm-hmm. they spoke about this time, really, um, that there would be this huge change of consciousness and political structures would change throughout the world, that we would be a global economics, you know, global economy, um, that we would gather together there would be a United Nations much more powerful than the one we have now that would be a collaborative group, not not so insular. Uh, and of late, they've said the pandemic has been a part of that, recognizing that there's this oneness, as it were, that we're one species, we're all connected. There's no lines that separate us. Um, So it's, you know, for the virus, didn't discriminate. And it spread like wildfire through the whole world. Well, yeah, we're all that connected. Mm -hmm. And so 
all of what, all this chaos that's been going on is all part of the change. So I feel really optimistic and positive as they say, out of the chaos will come order. And, you know, we hear all the negative stuff, but there's a lot of stuff we don't hear, good stuff that's happening. Right. You know, for the the planet and for new business and and more connections. So I, I feel really positive about our evolution, let's say, as a species. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Well, I'm I'm glad someone's positive about it. We're all we keep hearing all the negative. It's good to hear this, everyone. Well, it's you know, that needs to it, be said. I think we need to have people talking about the positive stuff. Absolutely, it's so negative. Ne- well, negative cells, fear cells. That's why you know the the um, the news organizations and media in general like fear cells. Fear definitely sells, yeah. you know, more than oh, yeah. good news does. But you know, I always look. For, I always try to look for the good news uh, out there because it's well, it's kind of, kind of the human species. You know, negative news travels faster than positive news. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, and it gets addictive too. Oh no! Yeah. It, well, it's a re, it's a kind of like a reinforcement circle, if you will. Uh, it constantly just keeps going and going and you just want more and more and more of it. And then you go down a rabbit hole and then it gets, if you live in fear constantly, it it, is so stressful. (laughs) It's, it is, but that's how people have been controlled. Correct. For centuries. And that's, what's changing. You know, we need more critical thinking on our planet. People to, to say, is that true? You know, really check themselves about right. what's true and right. what's not. Yeah, kind of like so. Jesus was born, then he showed up thirty years later, and nothing happened in those thirty years. Like how? Like just give me that. I just this just that was a second grader's critical thinking when I thought that I was like this doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly, and we all know that. We all know how to feel that feeling you're talking about. Just doesn't make sense, it doesn't, right? It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but then when you start hearing these ideas from channels and from spiritual teachers and you know Indian gurus and uh, you know all sorts of spiritual masters from around the world, again, and I've said this before in the show, and I'll say it again because I have a very unique perspective because I get to talk to people like you all the time. I've now done close to 200 of these episodes in a year, uh, which is a lot of information that has come at me. But I keep seeing the patterns. I keep seeing these, these patterns from every walk of life, whether it's a guru in India, whether it's a channel like yourself, where it's a medium, where it's a quantum physicist. These ideas there's patterns that I'm seeing to recognize now again and again, which just reinforces the truth because a truth is a truth, period. You can't, it's what it is. And the more it rings true, the stronger it is, the stronger the vibration of the of the information is. Yeah. And I just keep seeing it again and again and again. And like I said, I haven't spoken to a channel that goes, hey, you know, 
drink more. It's all about the physical. Uh, forget about that spiritual stuff. Like I never <laughs> be selfish. Don't be of service. Like I've never, yeah. I've never heard that because those aren't truths. And we, and, and if I would come out and say that, like, you know, guys, I've been talking, I've been thinking it's really all about yourself. Everybody would go, this doesn't smell right. <laughs> some, yeah. some people might like it because they're like, oh yeah, he's right. But most people would go, this, this doesn't smell right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you sheila um i asked these questions of of theo but i'll ask them of you as well my my, my last question is i want to hear what you think this time um what is your definition of living a good life uh, all my dreams and desires being met and and that doesn't mean uh winning the lottery not that that wouldn't be nice, but um, it just means waking up in the morning just grateful for that day of life and love. What is your definition of God? Unconditional love. And but I, got, I can say that because Theo says that. Yes, exactly what he said. Yeah, he yeah. said it. He said it a little differently than you did. It's just, yeah. just a little, a little, a little bit more forceful. A little bit, yeah, a little bit, a little more forceful. <laughs> and yeah. what is the ultimate purpose of life? Life. That's what he said. See, too. I'm a good student. See, <laughs> <laughs> the first one you had to think about, but the last two, you, that was that was Theo that came out through Theo. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been a good student of that because. We all want to know what our purpose is. And if you really think about it, it's true because all we want to do is survive from the minute we're born. Right. And and so life is important, obviously. If we didn't have that life in us, we couldn't paint the picture or write the book or sing the song. One last question. Did you and Theo speak on the other side prior to your incarnation? Like they chose you or did you have this conversation on the other side? Have they ever spoken to you about this? Well, I don't remember it, Obviously. but I, I, um, they have been asked and, and it, they come through me by agreement. So I'm thinking we have. There's we, paperwork. We have a there, there's paperwork involved. <laughs> there was a notary. I'm assuming there's a notary on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> and where can people find out more about you and the and the wonderful work you're doing with Theo? Oh, um, at our website, asktheo.com. And, and we have many great things coming up. Oh, very cool. What's coming up? Yeah, we have the Art of Relationship seven-week course coming up starting in February. Very and nice. it's really about all relationships, um, primary, work, family, end of life, but most importantly, love of self, the relationship to the self, because it that ha that's primary to everything else. But it's really a good course. So it and it's fun. It's really fun. And, and we, 
we have an art of relationship book that's newly published. So when's that come? Is that did, did that just come out or is it coming out? It is out, and we're revising right, right now because yeah, uh, I'll just unabashedly show you. Please, yes, of course, of course, yes, yes, yes. And it it talks about well, it's it was born out of these programs, the art of relationship program, and it's uh, a. Theo, we asked Theo a few years ago, what's next? What do you want to talk about? And I said, relationships. Because everything's relational. Everything we do, we're in relationship to somebody else. Even at the the supermarket when we're checking out, we're having a relationship with the clerk. So it, it, it helps us navigate all those things. And is there a message you would like to leave the audience with? You know, the typical love yourself. But just know you're more than you think you are. And you have more than you think you do. And just remain curious and become that moreness in your life. Sheila, thank you so much for coming back on the show. You're welcome back anytime you and Theo to come back and, and chat with me. I love having you on. And uh, and thank you for all the amazing work you're doing in the world. I appreciate you. Oh, Alex, it's my pleasure. And I love talking to you. So <laughs> you just let me know when and where, and I'll be there. Okay? Appreciate you. <laughs> I want to thank Sheila and Theo for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge with all of us. Thank you so, so much. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, including how to get access to Sheila and Theo's amazing courses, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 209. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.